You've heard them at Faroe Field in Columbia. First down, M-I-C. You've heard them at various venues around town. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Welcome to Mandala Bean Center, the home for Billiken basketball, Shapevitz Arena. You've most likely heard his voice all over the St. Louis area. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Deep right field. That might get out of here. Off the top of the wall. Here comes Morton around third. She's going to score, and the Cougars win. Willis from the corner. A little bit long, but a long rebound from Catchings. Catchings to the glass. And gets it to fall. He'll go to the free throw line. Inside the 45 to the 40. Over the right side, he's got room. Inside the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, untouched. Touchdown, CBC. He's the hardest working sports announcer around town that no one has ever heard of. Oh, man, that's cold. He's Randy Molman, host of the Mole Hole. So rub your eyes and shake the cobwebs out, St. Louis. The Mole Hole with Randy Molman starts now. On 590 The Fan, KFNS, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. Good morning, St. Louis, and welcome inside the Mole Hole. My name is Randy Bowman. I'm back live this week. Matt Davis is here. Matt, thanks for uh, throwing up some best of for me last week. No problem, Randy. You know what? Right off the bat, we actually had somebody call in wanting to give his top four favorite sitcoms. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I- I'm sure my my favorite texter from the, uh, was is it from the 618 or is he a 314? Uh, I, I think remember. it was a 314. I, yeah, didn't, 314. I didn't spend a millisecond thinking about that texter while <laughs> yeah. I was calling. Oh, really? I'm surprised. But, I, but I'm I, I was, I'm sure he texted in to say, oh, you can't do your show once a week. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, I'm back live here this week. I was gone last week and uh, and uh, took a family vacation. First time my family has taken a vacation, like a real vacation, without lumping in going to see family. And I and I, I'm going to talk about it in uh, break number two. So if you're inexplicably awake this morning and you're tuning into the mole hole, I'll put you right back to sleep in section in segment two. I'm going to give you my review. My review of my vacation hashtag blessed first vacation we've taken as a family and so just so everybody knows um, uh, because of that vacation one of my kids won't be able to go to college so I hope uh, I hope they uh, get they better they better start working harder they gotta get some scholarship money but I'll talk about my vacation it was a fun trip it was absolutely worth it and uh, I'll tell you where I went what we did and uh, for those of you out there who plan vacations, who go on vacations, who take their kids on big vacations every year, um, I will uh, I will talk about uh, our trip. So um, it was uh, it was great. I had a great time. Glad to be back, though. First live sports talk show here in the St. Louis area every morning. St. Louis game time show uh, Monday through Thursday, and then uh, the mole hole here on Friday. And uh, I'm happy to be back. It's been a long week, though, trying to get readjusted. It's amazing how being gone for one week throws you off so much when you get back to regular life. 
But glad to be back. Missed a lot of stuff. Didn't watch hardly any sports while I was gone. I didn't watch any Cardinals. I didn't uh, listen to or read up on any uh, uh, NHL stuff. I did see Pittsburgh won the Stanley Cup. And, Matt, I'm sure you were very happy about that. Nashville did not win the Stanley Cup. Yes, I was much happier about that outcome. <laughs> so Pittsburgh wins, and then as I, when I came back and started to catch up on the goings-on in the sports world, I saw, again, once again, we've got to do this thing where we have to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. Cleveland lost, so LeBron James is not as good as Michael Jordan was. Uh, who, and again, I say, who cares? Just can, can people just enjoy watching a great team in Golden State or a great player in LeBron James? Didn't he average over 30 points a game in the NBA Finals? I mean, can people just enjoy watching great players play? You would think it wouldn't be that difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think he was averaging a triple-double yeah, through the Finals. In the Finals! <laughs> Pretty good. What's he supposed to do? They, they, they ran into a buzzsaw. I, I see a lot of uh, talk about, well, he's never, he's never going to be as good as Jordan because he doesn't have as many titles. I, I am of the belief, and I, for, the, for the two people that may be listening this morning, you might want to text the show, 855-282-8255. You might text the show and yell at me and tell me that I'm an idiot, but I, I'm sorry, winning a title is a team sport in, in, in team sports is achieved by a team those Bulls teams had Michael Jordan yes but they also had other players Michael Jordan didn't play against the Utah Jazz by himself he didn't play the Pistons by himself he didn't play the Phoenix Suns by himself during the playoffs and during the NBA Finals he had a team around him. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. You forget that some of the titles he won, he had Dennis Rodman, the, the best rebounder of that generation. Scottie Pippen, one of the best defenders of that generation. And a great offensive player in his own right. Michael Jordan was the, one of the greatest of all time. There's no argument. But they, he didn't take the floor by himself. LeBron James averaged a triple-double, and they lost in five because they played a better team. Teams win championships. Enough with the LeBron and Michael Jordan comparisons. Just enjoy the fact that LeBron James is one of the best players in, the, in NBA history, period. That's it. Right? Am I crazy? Uh, no, I think you're pretty much on track. I mean, God, it just it's not a very me. it's not a very wide viewpoint at this point right it, it now. It drives me crazy. The minute Cleveland loses, that's Twitter blows up, social media blows up, articles are written, people are talking about it on ESPN. Every radio show talks about LeBron versus Jordan. LeBron's never going to be Michael Jordan because he's not going to win as many titles. He's been in okay. like seven straight NBA finals. That's pretty fantastic all on its own. <laughs> I mean, and, and, again, if LeBron James 
I, I, I can't. I just can't do it. it. It's 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 just ridiculous. Just can we just enjoy the fact, or at least accept the fact that LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time, and whether he wins as many titles as Jordan doesn't matter. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to be one of the best players the NBA ever saw. And his teams that he played on lost to better teams in the NBA Finals. Teams. It's a team sport. If you want to talk about golfers, who's the best golfer of all time, that's an individual sport. I could get on board with that. If you want to talk about the greatest tennis players of all time, I could get on board with that. Individual sport. Hey, if you want to talk about the best bowlers of all time, we could talk about it. Individual sport. You can't, I'm sorry, you can't talk about the greatest players of all time in a team sport and then and then use the argument that they didn't win as many championships as the other guy. LeBron James is one of the best players of all time, period, bar none. It's not close. He's one of the best ever. So is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's teams won more championships so far. Okay. That's it. There's another aspect to that argument that I have yeah. that I have issue with is to the basketball, and I don't know this personally because I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I listen to a lot of basketball talk, follow a lot of basketball guys on Twitter, and they are telling me that basically basketball is a completely different game now than it was when Jordan played. So is it really even comparable to compare their careers and which one's better when they're basically playing a completely different style of basketball? Yeah, I, it, that's that's always the argument when they discuss eras, you know, like when they say in baseball. Well, who was a better home run hitter, Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron? Right. Well, you know, who was stuff like that. It's hard to cross eras. That's always something that's hard to do because back when Babe Ruth played, there was Mm -hmm. a ton of talent playing baseball that could not play in the major leagues Mm -hmm. in the uh, African-American community with the Negro Leagues. So Babe Ruth never played against the elite talent. Right, that Hank Aaron played against. Or now they'll say players today get to play with all of the elite talent from around the world uh, with the international uh, infusion of baseball. Mm-hmm. So you, it's hard to compare eras. It just is. Right. And not to mention the training, you know, just the individual player training from Babe Ruth's day until, you know, now it's completely different. Oh, yeah. Babe Ruth's training was, drink, was drinking before right. every Drinking game. in a yeah. cigar right before the <laughs> yeah. game. Or during the game, my, my, but you're right. I, I, it's it's just hard to compare. Right. I'm tired of people trying to do it. It's impossible to right. compare. And I will say, some of the argument is to your point that Jordan played in an era where there was a lot more better teams mm-hmm. than there are today. Mm-hmm. Today, I mean, you look at it, and it's Cleveland, it's Golden State, and then I mean, who right. else? And really? that's another point I made is, and and I wasn't trying to knock him, but you know. LeBron is playing in a period where the competition level isn't really all that high for the most part around the league, and defense is kind of, I mean, becoming an afterthought in the NBA. Which is why I don't watch the NBA. Yeah. I get sick. I think that's why a lot of people don't watch it. so tired of watching guys drive the lane with no one. Right. um, No contest. No contest. (laughs) Just 
watching them being a part of the highlight reel. They're playing defense, mm-hmm. being being a part of the highlight reel. Drives me crazy. But anyway, uh, enough with the comparisons. Right. LeBron James is, is f- unbelievable to watch. One of the best players in the game, period. So stop comparing him to Jordan. But you've got me thinking about another conversation that's been going on that mm-hmm. bothers me, and that's about Kevin Durant. Right. And about how, oh, he he just took the money, went to a good team. That doesn't really count. And all this nonsense they're saying about it. He took the money and all that. Yeah, but, I don't think that matters at all. But, but he didn't take – see, there's a difference between, in my opinion, Albert Pujols taking the money mm-hmm. and going to a team who historically doesn't win. Right. And that's purely financial. He went because they offered him the biggest contract, period. Right. doesn't matter who the team was. Durant at least took money to go to a team right. that was already He made elite. the smart move, in yeah. my opinion. He you want to win? Hey, right. That's a good He spot. took the money, and he wanted to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So why not take that money and go to Golden State? Yeah, the, 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 some of the media and fans that ripped him for taking, quote-unquote, the right. easy way out. Easy right. way out. I've even heard comments made about, oh, it doesn't count because Golden State, they just bought their championship. Like, is that different than any other team that's ever won anything? They you, all bought their championship. Do you know in, in in history it's going to say Golden State won the NBA title? I right. Mean, okay. Whether they bought it or not. In the Yankees, that, everyone used to say that players. about the Yankees, including me, when they used to buy their championships. But <laughs> right. guess what? They're still on the mm-hmm. uh, – they, they still have a flag hanging at Yankee Stadium that says they were the world champs. So. Yes. They did I, what they needed to do to win. Right. There's I, no faulting that. As a fan, I'd love it if the Cardinals bought a championship. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I'd, oh, yeah. I'd be all over that. I would have no complaints whatsoever. No. Speaking of the Cardinals, I'm going to talk to uh, Derek Shore. Derek Shore today at 6 o'clock. Uh, if you're not familiar with Derek Shore, he covers the Springfield Cardinals, also writes about the Cardinals minor league pop- pipeline for the Cardinal Nation on scout.com. So he's we're going to talk to him because Memphis has 40 wins in 65 games. They are tearing it up, and Springfield has five All-Stars on their Texas League roster. And the Cardinals are loaded at the minor league level, and so we're going to talk to Derek Shore at 6. And then at 6.30, we are going to talk to Randall Ritchie, who contributes at St. Louis Game Time. And we're going to talk expansion draft. Uh, The Washington Post, if you haven't seen it, put out a mock draft for uh, Las Vegas. And so we're going to talk about that with uh, Randall Ritchie and talk about other uh, his thoughts on other offseason moves the Blues uh, uh, might make. And that's at 6.30 here this morning. Uh, quick update uh, on some of the stuff going on. If you're interested in the U.S. Open, which unless I'm uh, ready to take a nap at some point this weekend, I'm not 100% interested. But for those of you who are, Ricky Fowler is leading the field, shot a 65 in round one, and he is minus seven. Paul Casey is tied for second from England, and then I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Xander Shafeli, maybe? Uh, I don't care. He's he's tied for second. He shot a 66 
Um, the, the great part to me about the U.S. Open is not the golf. It's the people, and I saw it uh, on social media yesterday, last night. It's the people who are back complaining that about Joe Buck because Joe Buck uh, is now handles the U.S. Open uh, for, I believe it's Fox. Yes, for Fox. And so uh, it just makes me laugh because for those people complaining about Joe Buck, it, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. None. Zero. Joe Buck is one of the best technical broadcasters of our generation and will be a, a Hall of Fame broadcaster at some point. There are sports executives that make a lot more money than we all do that uh, seem to hire him on a consistent basis to call football and baseball. And they now have him doing golf. He has his own TV show. He's had his own radio show. The guy is a pure professional and one of the best broadcasters of our generation. And so... The only, the thing that cracks me up is the people who hate him are the people that have this inane, ridiculous thought that he hates their team. And that's what cracks me up. You know, it's like, oh, Joe Buck's the worst. Well, he's the worst because you think he hates your team because he doesn't kiss your team's backside. It's funny, if you asked any of those people out there who complain about Joe Buck, and say, who are your favorite broadcasters? I guarantee you 95% of them would say whoever their local broadcaster is that calls their own games. Because those guys are homers. And Joe Buck is not a homer. And he is, uh, he is absolutely fair and absolutely impartial. And people hate that. It's so funny to me. Several, uh, not several. I've seen many posts, Twitter, Facebook, making comments about Joe Buck handling the broadcast this weekend, and it just makes me laugh because you have no idea what you're talking about, no, no clue. So, so I'll be looking forward to all the social media posts over the weekend complaining about Joe Buck. It just makes me laugh. Um. Louisville, the Louisville basketball program is in trouble, and Rick Patino is appealing it, and he's not shy about appealing the penalties. So, um, Louisville could lose its 2013 NCAA title. Cardinals uh, coach Rick Patino will be suspended for the first five ACC games of the 2017-18 season, which is light in my opinion. And they they got him for failing to monitor his program during an alleged sex-for-pay scandal. Um, first of all, the whole losing your national title thing is ridiculous. It, they, they won the national title. Vacating records is so stupid. It, 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 it's not a deterrent whatsoever for programs. It's not. It just isn't. They, they already won it. The title's theirs. That trophy's not going anywhere. It's going to stay in their trophy case. And 20 years from that title, they're going to celebrate the team that won that title. It, 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 that, that's ridiculous. 
In addition, the program will be on probation for four years and will face scholarship reductions. Now that could hurt. That could hurt recruiting. A $5,000 fine and a forfeiture of any money received through conference revenue from the 2012 to 2015 NCAA tournaments. All of that hits him a little bit, but Rick Pitino only being gone five games. Here's the funny part. Is Rick Pitino, here's his quote. For 35 some odd years, I've had a lot of faith in the NCAA and have reacted that way accordingly as a head basketball coach in the belief of their rules. Not only is it unjust, over-the-top severe, but personally, I've lost a lot of faith in the NCAA that I've had over the last 35 years with what they just did. I'm going to put all my faith in the appeals committee that they will do the right thing. We believe we will win the appeal because it is right, it is just. What went on in the NCAA's ruling was unjust and inconceivable. Really? The NCAA ruled that Patino violated NCAA head coaching responsibility rules by failing to monitor the activities of then-assistant Andre McGee, who allegedly hired strippers to entertain players and recruits. And the person that blew the whistle was someone named Katina Powell. She described herself as a former escort alleged that McGee paid her $10,000 for 22 shows at the Cardinals' dormitory from 2010 to 2014. And Rick Pitino is going to appeal this. Now, he is claiming, of course, he is claiming that he uh, uh, had no knowledge of what was happening. And, And What happens at 3 o'clock in the morning to a coach that might go to bed at 10 or 11, I I get it. He might not have actually known what was happening. But he's the CEO of that quote-unquote company. He he runs the company, the, 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 the program. So he has to go down for it. It happened under his watch. Whether he knew about it or not, he should have. The argument is he should have known what was going on. So for him to claim or talk about, uh, proclaim his innocence and talk about how he's, he didn't know what was happening and how's he supposed to know every single thing that happens and claiming that he didn't know, that's fine. Maybe he didn't know. I'm not even arguing that. I'm not saying that he's lying and he knew. Uh, Let's go with the argument that he didn't know. That's, that's just as bad. You have to know. This is your company. This is your program. You have to know what's happening. There was a quote. A source familiar with the testimony of three of the former Louisville recruits to NCAA investigators told ESPN's John Barr that he can't believe Patino's penalties aren't worse. And I agree. Quote, five games? If I could do these things and get a five-game suspension, why not cheat? He told ESPN. We have a head coach in a program that's skated. If academic fraud is bad, how do prostitution and higher education mix? This was as bad or worse than any academic fraud. I agree. Andre McGee is suspended, and he has like a 10-year penalty he can't work in the NCAA for 
10 years or something like that for arranging um, these sessions for recruits. But the owner of the program, the CEO of the Louisville brand gets five games. There are huge companies out there, huge billion, billion dollar, trillion dollar companies that have fired their CEO for things some sales guys did in some satellite office in a different part of the country than where the corporate headquarters are. Those CEOs get fired for stuff like that. And Rick Pitino can't keep track of of a handful of recruits, a basketball program, and staff of about 20 to 25 people, and he only gets five games? Wow. Rick Pitino's living in a dream world if he thinks he's going to, that they're going to appeal and they're going to, this is going to go away. Floyd Mayweather is going to fight Conor McGregor. Mayweather is 49 and 0, 26 KOs, the best boxer of his generation, one of the best ever. He retired in 2015 after winning his 49th fight over Andre Berto. And he's going to fight MMA's Conor McGregor, who's 21 and 3, 18 KOs, was the face of the UFC. One of the most talented fighters the promotion had to offer. And they're going to actually fight. Everyone's been wanting this to happen. It's now going to happen. They're getting paid a sick amount of money. Do you have any interest, Matt, in buying that pay-per-view? No, I don't. I really don't. There's a part of me that does. Yeah. I'm not going to, though. That's a lot of money. It's going to be over 100. It's going to be 120, 150 bucks probably. Okay, so I probably couldn't get it if I wanted to. So the amount of money that they're paying these guys, you know that pay-per-view is going to be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I just wonder, with with fights like this, with all the hype, if it even lives up to it. Well, that's what I'm worried about is I don't don't think it will. Um, I just don't see how Conor McGregor can go in there and box Floyd Mayweather and actually come out at come out ahead I don't see it yeah and that's the thing is people can't get close to Mayweather in the ring anyway because he's so quick yeah and I and McGregor I don't even know enough about his style of fighting in the UFC to know like like how big of a stretch this is right. for him it, I mean it is is the base of what he does boxing and then he he's got I, I have no clue do you um, I have no idea anyone out there I really couldn't say I know I've only I've only watched I think one Conor McGregor fight and it lasted 13 seconds. So, <laughs> but that was a stand up punch that it knocked was. the guy out. Yeah. So, I mean I don't know, but yeah I don't think he's he's going to be able to get to Floyd Mayweather necessarily. I think Floyd Mayweather is just going to dance around like he usually does and right. be boring for the most part. But I mean Conor McGregor I guess could get lucky and land a nice shot and just knock him out, but I don't see it happening. I it, I mean I do find the 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 matchup interesting. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're right. Like you're you're bringing a guy from UFC and forcing him to to um, to fight in a in a within a set of rules and in a ring 
that's open. It's not a, he can't, there's no takedowns. He can't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it'll be a completely different mentality Mm -hmm. and and style of fighting for Conor McGregor, I would think. Very completely different, I would think. And then fight a guy who is an expert at dancing and jabbing and staying away and then making noise based on mistakes. Right. It's, it'll be, it's somewhat interesting to me, but then again, it's not because I don't think it's a level playing field. I don't think Conor McGregor is coming in here on a level playing field. Right. I agree. I agree. I would be more interested, to be honest, if you put them in a UFC ring and <laughs> Floyd Mayweather had to actually fight. Yeah. That, yeah. that would, that would spark my interest more. I think that would be even more lopsided. Yeah. I think Conor McGregor would just tear him up at yeah, that point. Agreed. But yeah, that'd be more interesting. If you're going to go merge the two, merge them into the more exciting one. Right. That, there's no there's no secret as to why boxing is not as popular as it once was, and UFC is the main reason. So, uh, anyway, Mayweather and Conor McGregor are going to fight, and I think it's in August, if I remember, August 26th or something like that. So, that's a, apparently a huge deal, and yeah, August 26th. Um, interested to know your thoughts, 855-282-8255, if you would pay for that pay-per-view and who you think might win that fight. Um, I'm overdue for a break. I'm going to take one. But before I do, Provision Living at St. Louis Hills is an assisted living and memory care community located in the heart of South St. Louis. Native St. Louisans and transplants alike enjoy the convenience of urban living at our Chippewa Street location. Provision Living is within walking distance to shopping centers as well as historic landmarks like Ted Drew's and the Donut Drive-In. Provision Living at St. Louis Hills is known for their highly effective leadership and strong teamwork. The associates and staff go the extra mile to ensure that the residents are cared for in a very personal way with customized care plans developed to meet each resident's unique needs. Provision Living St. Louis Hills believes that well-being is paramount to a healthy, happy life, and their approach includes spiritual fulfillment, emotional support, and meaningful activities. 314-647-6600. If you have someone you are considering putting in assisted living or I don't, I don't mean to say pudding, but if you're looking for an assisted living facility that will care for your loved one, look no further. Provision Living St. Louis Hills, 314-647-6600. For those of you awake listening, I'm going to put you back to sleep in the next segment. I'm going to talk about my vacation last week. Next here in the Mole Hole. 